Broadcasting over the Universal Wide Web, the flagship of the NWCZ Radio Empire, this is the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. Everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. I'm Big D. I'm Voxy. I'm on one. Uh, Susan, not in the house today. We're sponsored by Stonegate Pizza, 56th and South Tacoma Way. want to thank them for the, the great grub today. Wings and pizza. Yes, yes. Yummy. We have a packed show. we got to get right to it. Um, first up, on the docket, they have a brand new CD coming out and a CD release show this coming Saturday. It's American Wrecking Company. Here we go.
Music to clear your uh, sinuses by right there. <laughs> <laughs> American <laughs> Wrecking Company, and that is off of their upcoming CD. Doing some damage. Kind of a debut right here. Uh, they have a CD coming out called Wreckage of the Past. That song is titled, of all things, Ballads. We have TJ, Randy, Ben, Jeff, and Dylan in the house. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome to the. Thanks for coming in. I know you guys uh, had a show last night on the other side of the mountains and had to brave the pass (laughs) to uh, to get here on almost no sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best time though because we get the truth out of them. You know, they're like they're 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 loopy. They're a little bit logy. We got the PBR. In that's them. right. <laughs> we can find out. Well, By the way, it was Fireball. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Fireball. Lots of it. Yeah. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they're on uh, Mental Itch Records, which is located right here in uh, Tacoma, and have Ish. a big big show coming up on uh, March first at Louis G's. Yeah. So you guys are, I'm sure, excited about that. Ready to unleash the new stuff on the masses. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this, the latest CD, uh, Wreckage of the Past. It's um, it's been a been a while coming, and it seems like you guys worked hard on it. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a while. Um, We put out our last five song in 2010, so it's been about three years since we've really done anything as far as recording goes. it was a pretty good experience, though. I, I actually like this recording experience a lot better than the last one. Uh, it was a little bit less of a professional-orientated studio, but the guy was really awesome. Where did you guys go to get this to work on this? Uh, we had a place called the Autopsy Room um, up in Hilltop, Tacoma, over by the... Uh, what a great name. And the guy is... Yeah. His name's Jesse O'Donnell. He's, yeah, let's uh, give everybody props for job well done. How do you approach recording? I know uh, every band has its own you know, uh, way they do it. They sometimes have everything set. They go in, it's like clockwork. Other times they go and kind of work it out as they're doing it. Some people like input from the producer. Others don't. What, how do you guys, uh, how was, what was your approach? It's your baby, right? These are your songs. It's your band. You're trying to put out your image, your sound. Well, what was it like for you guys? Oh, basically we just, we went in, uh, we all played live. Um, and then we, we went back and laid down our separate tracks after the drum tracks were laid down. Um, it's basically a little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. Like a little bit of pre, we, most of it's pre-written and organized and then we'll get in the studio and if something doesn't work, we'll change it. You know, we got to make the song work. got to make the flow go. Is that like a, is so that just, a, uh, is that like a, a, a group? decision or because sometimes that can you know if <laughs> you're you're playing bass you're hearing this over here and you're like man that is not working no it's working you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, we, we have a pretty good democracy going on between all of us we all have our input we all have our say well you have five so if yeah. you take a vote somebody's losing yeah. <laughs> There's no tie. It's <laughs> true. As God intended. As God intended. No, no it, it's uh, we do a lot of the writing here on at our studio, mm-hmm. so we we pretty much have a, a really good idea before we hit the studio of what things you know how we want things to flow and go, and we you know we've played these songs out, and we see how they go over and how they don't go over. Um, by the time we get to the studio to record. You know, we have we have the general idea and everything going. Um, usually, you know, then we'll all kind of be in there when mixed downs happening, and then we'll, you know, I'll get a lot of ideas. I'll present, you know, I'll say, "What do you think, guys? If we did it, this or that?" And it's, you know, I don't go off on just a tandem without anybody's agreement. 
and then as far as uh, input from the producer or uh, um, engineer engineer yeah it goes uh i mean jesse's just awesome and you know just because uh he's as cool as he is and you know less being kind of not very egotistic and and all that everything he suggested we just said well, well let's try it sure if it sounded good we kept it if it didn't he was usually the first one to say nah sucks on, on to the next. <laughs> yeah, the guy's, the guy's got a really good ear. Really good ear. He's done a lot of work. In fact, he recorded um, a lot of local, a lot of local different bands like Sock and the Faggots, uh, Church of Hate. He's done uh, Deathbed Confessions. He's done Blood Hunger. A lot, a lot of local so work. So he's he heard a lot, of, a lot of heavy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, he does hip hop. He does, uh, yeah. he's done gospel. He does pretty so much what, everything. What I want to know is for uh, those of you out there who haven't seen these guys, um, we're talking with Amer- American Wrecking Company. Um, they have a new CD coming out, Wreckage of the Past. I've seen you guys live a couple of different times. Uh, is there a way to measure the sweat you guys put out <laughs> on stage? In gallons. Like, In gallons. There's, there has, we need to like put something on the floor that like you know like like a rain gauge or something. Because I I've seen lots of you guys like really put put effort into your live show, and um, I, I just I feel worn out watching you guys. Yeah, I had quite an experience <laughs> last night. Live. You guys ever cramp up on stage? Or? Yeah. yeah, Dylan I, almost threw up last night. I ate yeah, a bunch of Chinese food about an hour before I went on. It yeah. didn't work out I too I literally good. thought I was going to vomit about halfway through the set. Uh, Smart guy. Hot yeah. up there, yeah. moving around. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty brutal. He was under the French fry lights. Yeah. Then he was hungry about Never a half hour later. That stage was really hot. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. You guys, Where were you guys at last night? Ray's Golden Line. Okay. It was a great and, turnout. We were with uh, December and Red. And... Brain farting on a couple of the other pants. Uh, so yeah. who's uh, who's on the big bill coming up uh, on uh, on Saturday? Who, who's on uh, who's who's playing with you guys? Inside the gates is going to be opening the show. Uh, then a band uh, out of Portland called Agnosia is going to be going second. We get the, we get the third spot, and I do believe uh, Riot and Rhythm will be closing out the night. And is this? Uh, I'm looking at uh, on your website. You can go to their website, American Wrecking Company. Dot com. We'll have a link to it. There's a killer picture of uh, this this old Mercury, mm-hmm. and is that going to be the album cover? That's on the inside. That's and on yes, the inside. It, it does. It does grace part of it. Graces the cover. Who uh, who did that? that? That's a very cool uh, picture right there. It's done by photographer James Kennedy. Yeah, let's give him some props because it's uh, definitely yeah. It's very very cool. So uh, I assume. All the work you guys put into the album, and then you guys—you've been playing, you know, some gigs here and there. But it's all leading up to this weekend, yes. right? Yes. What's the price of the show, and what's what's it going to be like for those who get in there? Uh, it's five dollars to get in. Wow! And uh, we've got tons of all merch. All ages. All ages. Yeah, all ages. With beer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> for the twenty-one plus. Uh, yes, for the twenty-one plus. Yes. Uh, the beer is not that. all ages. And if you think we've dropped sweat before, get ready for this one. We're laying down the law. So you have a bunch of CDs there, ready mm-hmm. to go. How much are we going to be selling those for? I, I do believe that they're either eight or nine bucks. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, and eventually, it'll be on iTunes and yes. uh, Reverb and CD Baby and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But for right now, you want to head to a show. Uh, and the big the big one is this Saturday, Louis G's 
down there in Fife. And uh, you guys enjoy playing there? I mean, I know a lot of bands. Absolutely. Since I've been in the band, um, it's it's my favorite venue. Yeah, it's the best venue in Tacoma. And best sound man ever, Chris Peterson. Yeah, Chris is a great guy. Really knows what he's doing. They do a good job. All right, let's go to another song. We're talking with American Wrecking Company. This is Uphill Climb off their new CD, Wreckage of the Past.
There you go, uphill climb. Talking with the band, American Wrecking Company. They're right here. They're, they're local. They're right here. We love uh, you know promoting the local cats. And uh, what you know, Tacoma used to be known as a metal town. It still is. Is it really? It still I, is. That's what I was going to ask because it seems we have a, a decent metal scene, but it used to be like the metal scene. Yeah. yeah. Seems to have been. Um, Spread out a little bit, mm -hmm. and so forth. And a lot of our venues have gone down. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when Hell's Kitchen went down. That was a really big that was hit. kind of that was, was that very, was very the hit to the metal scene. Yeah. I think. Yeah, very big hit. Um, what do you guys? Uh, so you say it's still there, and and what what do you point to as uh, you know? No, the scene, the metal scene, still rules Tacoma. There's there's oh God, there's countless of amazing metal bands here. Uh, T.J. Knock named off a few of them. I mean the. the the crossover as well. They're you know they're punk metal. They're punk. They're you know, but it's it it all flows with. Does that add scene. credibility to a band, a metal band, when you say you're from Tacoma? It I depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it smell over there? <laughs> yeah, that's usually what we get the most. Well, that's why we're so stinks. irritated. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're pissed. <laughs> that's why we come here to do laundry. Right? If you had to smell ass every day when you drove through town, you'd be, be pissed too. Being honest with you. Um, I just got back from them, and I was honestly proud to say when I when I was meeting other musicians from down there and everything that we were a Tacoma-based metal band, and they're, oh yeah, I've heard about Tacoma, Washington, a major scene up there. So it's definitely talk. Word about. has gotten out. Word is, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. and and I appreciate the fact that you guys are from Tacoma and proud of it because we, we, we've had this conversation many times <laughs> about bands that are bands that come in from, from Tacoma, Tacoma, but then you read their, you look at their page the Facebook and page says they're, they're from Seattle, Seattle or, yeah, you know, no, no. somewhere we, else. And we have always been, or their bio says they're no matter what, Seattle, we'll always Seattle. remain a Tacoma metal band. Yeah. And like you said, so Hell's Kitchen went down. Uh, Louis G's, uh, uh, you know, is kind of picking it up. Kind of picked it up a little bit, but it's still not a metal venue. No. Um, close. Jazz Bones does not play it. Very, very, <laughs> no, very actually, rarely. That's, that's, that's incorrect. They had a night and they called it uh, Metal Bones. Oh, metal did they? Punk. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So they're, maybe they're going to start picking it up. They, they, they do it every once in a while. Halloween. It just, it just it doesn't yeah. do well there because it's right. a hip-hop club, you know? Yeah, they yeah. fit it, they fit it in between the... the you'll, you'll go there, and it's a metal night, and you're walking. We're going to have metal! It's metal until 10 p.m., and then the DJ comes out. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what kills me is the tables. They set up tables yeah. Yeah. for yeah. metal night. For metal night, and I'm going... Okay, that's going to work out real right, good. Right. <laughs> they have no experience. We're uh, outside of uh, Tacoma. We, you know, the we we have our issues right now with places to play. Where where do you enjoy playing? Where what are some of the clubs in uh, venues you enjoy doing? <laughs> oh gosh, Louis G's obviously. Right, you guys go to yeah, Portland. You guys uh, any, yeah. any place up in Seattle? Studio Seven. I like, I like to play Cars the Kraken. Corner was fun over in Spokane. Yeah. Cars Corner, yeah, that's a great place. There, yeah. I like yeah. to play uh, the Kraken. We played there a couple times, and it was it's it's really intimate. It's kind of got that old school Hell's Kitchen Where's vibe that to at? it. It's in uh, U District. Then Tony oh, yeah. V's yeah. Garage. Tony yeah. V's Garage yeah. is a good one yeah. up in Everett. Yeah. Yeah. Flights Pub. Flights. Yeah. Flights is fun. Yeah. We had a good show there. Yeah, we're 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 uh, getting. Yeah, Portland has also gone through the same uh, thing. There's as also much the as Cuckoo's Nest. Nest. Yeah, the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. Oh, the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that place is awesome. So, do you guys have any plans uh, to with this album to tour in support of it? Yes, or, we do. And So, tell us about that. What, what what does the year 2014 dropping new album and then beyond? What's what is your plan? What's the well, master plan? Yeah, well, first off, first off, um, 
it goes to Brazil. We're, uh, we're friends with a band out of there called Machine Edge. And we did uh, five or six dates with them when they came over three. the last time. Three dates. Yeah, three it was three. Yeah. It felt like five or six. Yeah, it, felt, it felt like five or six. There's fireball involved. Yeah. There was a lot of fireball involved. <laughs> well, well <laughs> for the rest of us, fireball is involved. Yeah. Jeff they doesn't drink, like so he has no excuse. Yeah. yeah, but our last show we played with them ended up being my bachelor party after the show, and a lot of fireball was involved. <laughs> so that uh, Bauer, the, uh, the bass player from that band, owns a label as well, and he they decided they wanted to pick us up as well and distribute and nice. play us down in Brazil and get us in their fanzines down there. Yeah. And that's the motherland of some great metal and soul fly. You guys going to try to make a trip down there? Yes, oh, yeah. definitely. That that involves a lot. I mean, yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> no, I mean, besides, you know, the passports and, you know, the, the standard monies and sure. getting back over there. Uh, from what uh, Bauer has explained to us, you know, we've got to arrange for couriers. We have to... You know, to get us around, uh, we have to, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of gear sharing, so yeah. on and so on. It's uh, going to be awesome. So that's we, your first, so that's, that's the, that's the big, that's, no, big there's, daddy. there's more, there's more. Oh. We're, we just, yeah, we're down. trying to, we've been trying to work on a West Coast tour for a while now. We recently uh, got ho- hooked up with uh, Gangstar Clothing. Nice. Uh, down off of our, in Redondo Beach, yeah. uh, California. And i uh, been talking to several of the gentlemen that work for that company, and we're trying to get on to their tour issue. Hopefully, that goes, you know, it turns out well. Yeah. I got my fingers crossed. So, like, do the West Coast, uh, like, the, yeah. the, down in California, do some festivals and stuff well, with them? Yeah, that's that's what we're hoping on. Either way, we're going yeah. West Coast and right. out to Montana. It's still kind of all up in the air right now. It's all being discussed and kind of being ironed out. Well, you got to have plans. Yeah. You got to have goals. Mm-hmm. You got to have uh, a vision. And it sounds like you guys, because, you know, I mean, we have many, many bands that roll through here. And a lot of times, for them, dropping the album is the end of the game. Right, no, but, not, this, uh, not this band. Yeah, most uh, we try to school them that that's actually the beginning. Yes, <laughs> usually, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to get out there. You got you to work it. You got to get it into people's hands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it sounds like you have that going on. That's great, everybody. Uh, we're talking with American Wrecking Company. They have their new album C- or their CD, Wreckage of the Past, will be dropping at the big uh, Louis G's March 1st show. Uh, five bucks, right? What a deal to get into the show and uh, bring a little extra dough. Pick yourself up a, a, a copy of the CD. It's killer, as you've been hearing right here. I want to thank you guys for coming in. I know you're tired. Anytime. You guys, yeah, yeah. you guys need to go home and, and rest and have some fireball, home. whatever else. <laughs> but it's always fun to have you guys in. And uh, best of luck with the new CD. And it sounds like uh, you guys have some some really cool opportunities. And, and I hope they really work out for you guys. We're working hard at it. Great. Well, keep us informed. Let us know what's going on with you guys. Here's another song. This is Divine off of Wreckage of the Past, American Wrecking Company here on the Zone. Yeah, 
right, what you heard right there is a song, The Horse and the Sistine Chapel, uh, by a band called The Trouble Starts, and lead singer Daniel G. Harmon is in the building with us today. Uh, it's weird how sometimes synergy happens. Um, we had scheduled you to come in on the show today. I had no idea. It was more, and it's more about you and your solo stuff. But I've been a fan of The Trouble Starts for, for a while, and I think you guys have great music. Thank you. And then it got dropped on Facebook today that not only do you have a new CD coming out and you have a show, but that's it. That's it. It's the last one, and that is um, when, that's uh, Wednesday, right? Yep, this, Wednesday. This Wednesday um, at Barboza. And, uh, and, and isn't... Because uh, the the new Trouble Starts uh, CD, isn't it kind of like a, it's titled West, isn't it sort of the end of the, that sort of... Continent. Co- yeah, the, the, your, your sweep, because you had East. Well, you've and, gone from East to West. What else are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah, but it's no, just... It's only about America. It's, a, it's amazing how sometimes things work out. And, and I mean, I'm sad about the fact that the Trouble Starts are, are, are going down, um, but... I'm happy because Daniel G. Harmon's in the house, and you've got you've been working hard nowhere. on a lot of solo stuff. I have been. I've. I mean, it's kind of. I feel like I'm kind of back to where I started, you know, 12 years ago. But um, it's 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 good. It's really sad. I mean, I <clears throat> this is a thing I've been struggling with for the last year, I guess. You know, like trying to rekindle the joy of playing music and and finding like the only time I enjoy playing music is being on stage with four dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when I'm not enjoying that anymore, kind of taking a look at it and being like, all right, what the fuck do I do now? (laughs) Play some music on your own. I got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, it's bittersweet. It's really, it's a super bummer. You know, I've been, I, I made the actual decision, you know, literally like Friday and like talk really? to, to the guys and was like, okay, this is it. And we have the show on, on, on Wednesday yeah. and, and nothing booked after that. Thank God. And, and I was like, okay, this is when it has to happen. I mean, it's something that obviously has been in my mind for a long time, yeah. mm-hmm. but, um, well, a congratulations on the new CD. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, and, uh, B, um, Sorry to hear that the trouble starts are going down, but I think you know where one one door closes, another one opens, mm-hmm. and you've got this thing going with the uh, Westroy sessions and uh, a lot of your solo stuff. So tell us a little bit about what you have in the works for yourself and uh, how people can stay connected to you. Uh, sure, yeah, I think you know I came up with the idea a little bit after we had our release show for East in. October or August of last year and just kind of being unhappy. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do a solo record again. And I hadn't put out a solo record since 2007 mm-hmm. anthems from the gentle war. And, and I think that you play with so many amazing musicians for so long that you stop to, or you start to think like, at least me, um, what am I contributing anymore? Mm-hmm. And do I still have, what it takes to put out a record and to make music that I have control over and that, you know, is me. Cause I think playing in a band, you give, you give a lot of it away. You mm-hmm. delegate and you hope that people bring their best to the table. And I've always 
when I decided, you know, in 2007 to start the trouble starts, it's like, I'm only going to surround myself with musicians that are better than I am because I need to be brought up to another level. And hopefully well, a, a lot of people would not go that direction. Well, most, most people that get into bands, there's always the one guy, right? The one sure. guy that kind of elevates others. The Bruce. Yeah. But there's uh, <laughs> usually everyone else is wants to, you know, um, to put yourself in that position of having to be like, have your A game elevated to yeah. stay up with those guys. A lot of people don't like that challenge. Yeah. And I think that that, that was a big part of it. Like I wanted to get better as a musician. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get better as, as a songwriter and I wanted the songs that I had written and recorded essentially solo with some friends and studio musicians. Um, I wanted to do them justice and I couldn't play everything mm -hmm. and I wanted people that could. And so that's just kind of how the trouble starts was built. Yeah. And then towards the end, I started to realize, well, maybe I'm, you know, what's the, the term? Like I, I'm not e uh, greater than the sum. Like I, I sure. felt like the pieces may have been stronger than I was. And I started, there was a lot of self doubt. Like I, I was worried and I still am that I surrounded myself with people that were way better than I am. And now <laughs> I have to fucking go back to, you know, the starting point sure. and figure out, can I do it on my own again? So I made the decision, well, I'm going to book time in a studio and I'm going to go make a record and I'm going to play everything on it except for drums. Cause I'll never know how to play drums <laughs> and, um, see what happens. And it was a challenge. And so, uh, the record's still gonna, gonna happen. I may start recording it as soon as next month or the summer, like in a studio in Portland. But, um, with the, with the Westroy stuff, I know it was a long road to get to that, but the, idea kind of came up with Brian actually talking about like demoing stuff and just releasing that stuff for free, like putting it out there. Cause right. I've been a big fan of, and I know Brian is <clears throat> the, the, the idea of the process. Like when you listen to a record, you're like, Oh, well this is amazing. It's an arcade fire record and it sounds fucking crazy, but how did they get to this point? Right. What was and the what steps was, along what, the way? What was the first step? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what, with the acoustic guitar, where did that song come from? And so I'm just kind of exploring that. I'm writing a song, doing a rough recording of it, and putting it out there. You're talking about Brian. You're talking about Brian Jackson. Brian Jackson Welcome sorry. to yeah. the Hello show, everyone. Brian. It's good to have mm -hmm. you back. Thanks for having me back. Uh, what do you see in uh, Daniel G. Harmon that uh, <laughs> that attracted you? To, First of all, uh, Brian has been them. like, sorry to cut you off, but Brian has been like, you know, I, I say manager, but that's such a stupid term, but he's been <laughs> the, the number one fanboy since we yeah. met in, you know, oh, fanboy is way cuter. It is, it is. It is adorable. <laughs> he needs that shirt that says fanboy. Yeah. It would be so Dude, appropriate. Underneath this shirt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Brian uh, has I see. worked for free <laughs> to promote my solo stuff, to promote my band just because he's one of the people in the world that believes in it. Well, Brian is one of the good guys in the business. That's why I, I, I like working with Brian. Um, he is a true believer in the local scene and in music. And, and I think he has a good head on his shoulder about how to get it out there. It's refreshing to work with guys like Brian. Thank you. Um, but Brian, and, and you know, I've, we've known each other for a little while and, right. and I, and I know who you work with and stuff, but, 
Daniel Daniel G. Harmon here. He has, um, in my opinion, he has a very unique voice, and it's very beautiful. It's almost it's almost haunting. So, uh, totally. and he has a unique songwriting style, and um, but I, you know, in this day of lots of noise and and uh, we on this show today, we've had metal, we've had uh, almost techno type stuff, and and punk music and everything. Uh, you know. The singer-songwriter thing is generally not one that gets a lot of attention because it is a quieter form of of, of the art, you know. Right. But and so, how do you approach and what what did you see in Daniel that that, that drew you in? Well, you're right. So the voice, and I would say voice in narrative, and like what Dan's talking about, the stories he tells, and the voice, the way he projects himself is unique. Um, the hauntingness, the um, sincerity, mm-hmm. and the vulnerability of all of that. You can hear that in the music that is quiet and soft, and you can hear it in the trouble starts where it's loud and it's noisy and it's, you know, almost aggressive. Um, that's the part that that sincerity and that narrative and that voice, I think, is what sets that aside. I agree. And well, I think that's kind of what drew me to it when I met Dan in the tonic in Portland, the toxic, the yeah. toxic, um, <laughs> and was just tonic he, sounds better. It does. That's the name of it. But it's less Very appropriate. Um, <laughs> he opened up for a band that I was in, playing bass, playing bass, <laughs> like, uh, and we were just floored. It was just Dan on a stage, and the four of us who had driven down to Portland were just like, we have to follow that. Mm. And it wasn't a it wasn't a band. We were a band, yeah. but we were intimidated by following this guy who was on stage with an acoustic guitar. He's got powerful lyrics. Uh, he's a powerful songwriter, uh, and we're talking about Daniel G. Harmon. Let's go into another track, and we'll be back to talk uh, some more about what he has going on and 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 just the things going on uh, uh, in the future as far as recordings and stuff. Daniel G. Harmon. This is off of the CD, and we gave several of these away. Those of you out there who got them, I hope you enjoyed them. This is from Anthems from the Gentle uh, War, and it is titled A Dying Dove. We'll be right back.
There you go, Daniel G. Harmon with A Dying Dove. What a beautiful song. Uh, and not a lot of places will play a five-minute song. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Mark Koslick, you're not going to get a lo- get away with that shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe back in the day, The Grateful Dead. Yeah. But that was about it. Right. Um, and on NWCC Radio. When you, <laughs> thank you. So when when we and talking about that, when you when you sit down as a songwriter and you go into writing uh, a song, you're telling a story. Sometimes the story is longer than others, and I know we are. Uh, the general population is driven by two and a half minute songs, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be quick, got to be hooky, blah, blah, blah. Lots of kick and snare. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got to have a, a, a catchy hook in there that you can sing along with or whatever. But when you're sitting down and, and you're basically opening up your soul and you're, you're telling the story, do you ever feel bound by time or does do you ever are you ever conscious and look down and go man this is like a seven minute song this will never fly no never actually um i i think i've never really considered myself a strong lyric writer and i've always kind of wanted to look at my vocals as just another instrument mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of evident early on especially because my vocals were more tucked in and less present um that's changed over the years but <clears throat> my idea was always to get the emotional landscape across whether it's two minutes or three minutes like horse in the sistine chapel or you know six minutes like 1945 or something like that whatever it it takes for me to convey a feeling Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit you know like i'm not going to get played on the end or you know k-rock if, right. if radio if radio is going to play me <laughs> it's going to be kxp or you know an internet radio station who is there to you know promote art yeah. and people yes. that understand feeling and, and emotion because that's what i'm doing and that's what i'm trying to put out there do you and, approach it any differently uh as a solo artist than you would um say with the trouble starts totally and i think that that's a big reason why i decided to pull the plug or at least before doing that like deciding on the solo record because i would bring songs in it worked two ways it would be like i would bring a structure of a song in that i had lyrics written for and we would go for it and they would add to it we would write something in the practice space that i would come up with a melody for and then go home and and crank out some bullshit lyrics Mm -hmm. too and i lost a lot of the the craftsmanship of it and i wanted to get back to sitting in my room and like literally you know fucking sweating it out right and that may be an excuse that may be like me saying like well maybe i wasn't working as hard for the trouble starts you know lyric wise and stuff but i i did have that feeling of maybe i'm phoning it in a little bit too much and maybe i I feel too rushed and it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to be like awesome i came up with a great placeholder set of lyrics that aren't super rad but the melody's great and then trying to revisit that and recapture that like initial spark is really difficult for me so I've kind of approached like the new stuff, the Westroy stuff and the stuff that'll be on eventually on the new record as I'm not going to record anything. I'm not going to, you know, technology has changed things so vastly since I first put out a record in 2001 where I would have to learn the song, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in my room, write the lyrics and drill it so I would re- remember it. Right. And now I can just fucking be like, oh, okay, record it, it and then just try to, you know, place some shit over it <laughs> and i'm not and i'm not doing that and, and like i was like i fuck that like i it, it did i didn't feel like it worked for me yeah just because i felt like i wasn't putting my best foot forward so now i'm 
kind of going back to the beginning of of where I came from songwriting. And you've, you've been in the scene a long time. You've been in different projects and uh, hung out with a lot of people who have, you know, been in bands or in bands, played around uh, Tacoma, Portland, Seattle scene and stuff. What what's the, what do you think are the big changes from obviously the recording wise and stuff you talked about, but just in, out in the clubs and the venues and the and the, the reception of uh, the people coming out and seeing acts and stuff. Is there an overall theme or something mm. that in changes that you've seen? <laughs> what, what what are your observations? I think a lot of stuff is, is you know guitar music is somewhat dying but it will have always be there and and hopefully we'll come back a lot of it's gone more electronic um a big problem that we're always brian and i are always like trying to combat is you know seattle is very insular and people will go see their friends band play and then leave and you know and not hang out for the other not acts. hang out there's no community yeah you know i don't want to say that as a blanket statement but it, it there's very little community <clears throat> Before the comet died, like people, people would be like, "Okay, I'm gonna pop. What time you play? You get a text that day, and you're like, "What time do you guys play?" I would never <laughs> respond. I would always say, "Doors are at six, or doors are at eight, or whatever." Right, you know? show up, show the fuck up. You know, right. come make a night of it. Like, don't you remember, like, when you were in your 20s and you just wanted to go fucking learn about new bands? Like, yeah, nobody I, enjoy it. It's really hard. Everything's so fast paced these days. And everyone's like, popping from fucking door to door. And trying information to catch- and information moves quickly. You have, uh, you know, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Everything's blowing up. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's and it's just everything's so fast. It's like almost they don't have time to slow down and just enjoy something new or yeah. discover something. Y'all got ADD. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like a collective ADD. That's a good. That's, that's a good. Well, it's analogy the same right thing there. with you know your digital audio. Like I'm a big fan of the record, you know, front to yes. back. But now you have to be interactive when you're playing a record, right? You got totally you have to take it out of. You got to put it on there, put the needle down when it when the side's done. You have to flip it over. I mean, it's you're there to listen to it. Yeah, it's not just background where you have a hundred tracks on your iPod just going and shuffle. Right. Whether it's a record or a CD, it's like. I love the piece of art mm-hmm. and now it's just like a, you know, a compilation of tracks where you can, they can go in any order. And I'm like, a, I, I, I'm a, a, a sucker for sequencing. Like <laughs> when I make a record, I fucking put 12 versions of that on my iPod right. that I listen to religiously. Like, all right, what works best? What order is the most important? How, what, where's the emotion here? You know, does it start off strong? Does it start slow? Um, but I don't. I don't think, and we've had conversation yeah. after conversation about this, and that's why things have changed, and that's why East and West happened. We mm. recorded that fucking record a year and a half ago as a full record, but we're like, all right, the landscape has completely changed. Mm. We can't drop a, a twelve, you know, eleven song record and be like, all right, we're gonna put out a record. Hopefully, KXP picks it up, and we'll, we're gonna tour off of it, and then it's done. Right. Fucking dies after, you know, sure. three months. So we're like, all right, we're going to do this bin. differently. We're <laughs> going to split it up. We're going to do heavy promotion every month afterwards mm-hmm. and then drop another one and hopefully give content like, right. you know, we had to videos. meet the market. Right. Yeah. Things have completely changed and it breaks my heart. Like, I think that if the trouble starts hadn't died, the end game for me would have been like East West end of this year. And it may still happen. Vinyl of 
the, the, the project, you oh, know, like a singular vinyl. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, sign me up for that. I'm a sucker <laughs> for vinyl and I love that. Me too. Uh, the, the, uh, Westroy sessions, um, where can people pick that up? Where, where can they get, get their hands on it? Uh, it's all that. free download, um, via the Bandcamp page that is for the band and for myself. I recently finished loading every single thing I've ever recorded up to that. It's just the trouble starts bandcamp.com and you can just go and just download yep. your, to your heart content exactly and it's like a diary kind of part of what Danny had talked about it was it's kind of that that intimate look at the process mm-hmm. it's to see see something you wouldn't necessarily see of someone that you're excited about or someone that you're getting into right to see a different part of them a different part of the experience which I think is especially in dance kind of position where the music is so much more dynamic and it can go in so many different ways. It can be big and loud like the trouble starts and it can be very intimate and quiet as a solo stuff. You can see that inception. And I think that's part of what's fun about this. Well, uh, we have to, we have to move on unfortunately because, uh, we're, we're up against the clock, but, um, Real quick, Brian. Yep. Uh, the the fastback fast session. Fastback session. Tell us. Uh, I was privy to come out and see Kai. Uh, it was phenomenal time. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm playing uh, in two weeks, so you should come. So up for that. okay, great. Put me on the list. You're I'm on there. the list. Um, so fastback sessions. It's um, hosted by Fastback Studios up in Seattle. It is part living room show, part in studio, part documentary. It's phenomenal. We, um, we bring a band in a month, and we do uh, interviews, and we video, and we record. And nice. we um, put those out. Gorgeous studio, great yeah. sound. I had a, I had a blast. At I, this I, point, it's all local music, so we're yes. bringing we're drawing from Seattle, the Washington, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and then as we as we evolve, hopefully we hope to open the doors to touring bands and international acts. But it's a very cool thing. It's all it's, acoustic. It's all it's. Um, we have a crowd of people in the studio with them, and it's all interactive. It's beautiful. And, and videos get released. Video gets released yeah. afterwards. You can go to um, it's a Facebook slash uh, Fastback Studios Check or Fastback out. Sessions, and we have all. The videos for free all of the audio is for free um and it's just an opportunity to build community and yeah. kind of what we talked about you want to meet something new you want to see its inception you want to see something beautiful you want to get engaged that's all that's why i like brian sessions. brian's got it going on he's got great ideas uh daniel uh, a pleasure to have you back in on the studio i know i wasn't here last time but i've been been a big fan of your music for a while and thank you so uh, much. it's always fun to, to uh to hear from you and great to meet you and stuff real quick Moving forward, obviously the uh, the the last show for you guys, Trouble Starts, is on Wednesday at Barboza. So pe- let's pack the place, everybody. Wednesday, yeah, February twenty sixth, Barboza. You want to um, see a grown man cry? There we go. Yeah, and a lot of people in the audience probably too. Man boy, right here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Brian. That's what do you uh, <laughs> what do you ha- what do you see? Obviously, you're working on some solo projects and stuff. You're going to be out uh, and about. Uh, doing some solo gigs and what, what's the uh, what, what's the future hold for you? Yeah, so I'm doing fastback sessions in a couple of weeks, and then I'm playing at the Showbox in April, and then we're going on tour in May for a couple of weeks. Setting up a documentary tour, so we're bringing yeah. out Kai, who's been in with you, awesome, and uh, another artist, and we're sending a camera and a recording crew, and we're going through five states, thirteen dates in May. And I I play uh-huh. in a post punk band with. Uh, our bass player from the trouble starts called the actual years. And we're going to continue that process as both of us bringing songs to the table for busy, that. busy man. Every Daniel G Harmon, 
uh, and uh, he's uh, he has the uh, Westroy Sessions Volume Two. You can go over and check those out at Bandcamp and download uh, whatever you want. And I hope you download a lot because it's great stuff. We're gonna let you get set up. You're gonna do an in studio song. This is actually off of the uh, Westroy uh, Sessions. It's uh, it's fine. It's fine, right? Yep. yep. Thank you very much for coming in, my friend. Thanks. Thank All you right. very much. Thanks, Let's guys. move forward. Yeah. Hey, this is Daniel G. Harmon, and this song is called "It's Fine, It's Fine." She was swearing up and down this would be the last time. She was swearing up and down this would be the last time, the last time. Daniel G. Harmon. I want to thank him for coming on, on the big program. Uh, continue to keep an eye out on him. He's a fabulous talent and also American Wrecking Company here on the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Stick around. Hour number two coming up right now.